in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings, and Wicked Weed Brewing. Drink different. And welcome in to the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. And the Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Seen everywhere on the YouTube stream. Just go to the sportsocracy.com, click on that live video link. And uh, how was the wild card weekend for you? Uh, it went almost exactly how I thought it would. <laughs> almost, except for that whole, uh, you know, Pittsburgh uh, doesn't get blown out in, in playoff games. Thing. Yeah, they're bad. Yeah, they're real yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs are real good, too. Mm. Are they, though? Are they, though? Uh, of course, the first hour of the program, as always, brought to you by Ingles. Low prices, love the savings. We are live in the Ingles studio. You want to get in on the chat? Like I said, just go to the live video link, click that subscribe button, and you can get in on the conversation with us today with all the other members of the House of Reprehensibles. If you have not joined yet, it's very easy to do. Then join button right next to the subscribe button as well. Um, you know, I, I mean, my team won, so I feel pretty good about that. You beat a team that shouldn't have been in the playoffs. Congratulations. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You get a you get a matchup like that, and yeah, you're right. I mean, Philadelphia. They, that's the thing. Like we added these seven uh, these seven seeds, and they didn't put up much of a fight. Uh, yeah, what did that do? Uh, it may have cost you your right tackle. That's hopefully, about it. Yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Tristan Wirfs has been seen in a walking boot. And he is going to be right up to the minute decision as we have to face the L.A. Rams this weekend at home. Which is just absolutely not who you wanted to face. (laughs) No, it is not at all. But, yeah, I I mean, this weekend went pretty much like I expected it to. The Raiders came up two yards short of what I thought they were going to do. Right. Uh, We did live stream that live, which was fun, and we plan on doing that again this weekend. Absolutely. If the weather will allow. Right. We are, uh, everybody survived the snowpocalypse here in Western North Carolina, uh, or at least as far as everybody that that we know of. uh, uh, It was quite a puny snowpocalypse. Puny. Stop that. Uh, It depends on what side. Two inches of snow. So for me, I just sat there on my porch going, (laughs) well. (laughs) <laughs> this is not nearly what i was told it would be you live down in my neck of the woods we got tan so it was one side of the town or the other so the north side got spared for the most part down south was very very rough it's a whole lot of fun though went out and got a lot of playing in the snow down with my kids did the did the whole uh you know sledding thing i just sat on my patio and threw snowballs at things <laughs> the funniest moment of the weekend was when Joshua hit a big bump on the uh, on the sled and then looked over at me and goes, I think I broke my coccyx. What? I didn't know you knew what that was, son, but I'm I'm impressed with your anatomy for a, anatomy lessons for a 10-year-old. But the football kept us very entertained. I mean, look, if you if you if you hate the New England Patriots, and it was you, a great. And you hate the Dallas Cowboys. They also great. <laughs> just phenomenal. I mean, it just hits you right in that wheelhouse. Like it was it was a great weekend when the when the Patriots went down. 
It was a really great weekend when the Cowboys went down. And do you remember that thing that I said of there is one entity in this that cannot withstand a, lo- withstand a loss? It was the Dallas Cowboys. Did you happen to notice that that's all anybody wanted to talk about yesterday? Oh, absolutely. I watched Get Up for two solid hours expecting maybe eventually you'll talk about another game. Nope. Never happened. Nope. And I have to get the, just simply because we didn't do a show yesterday. The decision to sneak that was right. Just so you know, that decision was right. Where you made the boo-boo was apparently nobody ever told you. You don't get to determine what the line of scrimmage is. The referee having to fight off guys to spot the ball was which was just, just a great little perfect touch. Stupid. I just would and look. Tyler Biadas, or however you say his name. Mm-hmm. I've always said it wrong, but I love the kid. Biadish, I think is how Biotish you say it. Biadish is, uh, that's, the, that's the universal way it's said. Right. All I can tell you is when I got the pronunciation guy the year he was drafted, that wasn't what it said. Right. How in the world you get down into position just going, yeah, this is fine. Nobody cares. I'll just spot the ball. It, it is dumbfounding mm-hmm. to me. But the decision was sound. Because you did not want to be throwing that ball into the end zone from the 40-yard line. Right. Too many things can go wrong. You allow From the 40 to the 25, you allow way more pass rush. So there's too much possibility that you're going to get hit in the backfield, and, well, the game's over. So the Dak run was fine. It was the reaction to that that mm-hmm. was so incorrect. Right. But for me, that wasn't really the 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 hallmark of the weekend the the hallmark was seeing bill get embarrassed by the bills it was so beautiful and i just wanted it to keep happening and uh, sports freak brian hall is also a fan of a team in the afc east he came down here earlier and said i couldn't thoroughly enjoy it because it was still the bills i could Uh uh-huh i don't care who it was i I don't care what team in the nfl did that to new england I was going to thoroughly enjoy it, <laughs> right. and I did. I mean, it gets to a point where, uh, I mean, there is a threshold there, right? No. No? Bill never had one. Why would we have one on him? And I thought it the entire time. I kept hearing commentators say, well, hey, you know, they should consider taking out Josh Allen. Or not. Or not. Right. Maybe you just bury him for just good. Don't, just don't take your foot off the gas. And they did. And they did. I have yet to hear one person say this, but right now, if you don't look at New England and go, Oh, you know what? That fat guy's been saying that for a full two years now. They're really not good. No, they're not. Just because you have an inathletic quarterback that kind of looks like Tom Brady if you lost your glasses and were squinting at him doesn't make him Tom Brady. Well, they're still one of the best teams of the of the of the mediocre teams, right? I mean I mean Woo. It, this year was not a You're expensive. Uh you're beholden mm-hmm. to a rookie quarterback that sorry to break it to you, I've told you this all year long. He's not very good. And do you know when he got exposed? When he got behind. Uh-huh. Exactly like I told you uh-huh. he would. You get behind and everybody knows this is not Damian Harris. This is not Ramondre Stevenson. This is not any of that close-up magic that Bill Belichick likes to do. This is 10 has to beat us. He cannot do it. Uh-huh. Flat out. I've heard, oh, he's the best of the rookies. No, he was the best of the rookies this year. Yeah, that are Because now. he got put in the best situation. If Mac Jones had been in Jacksonville, he would have looked three times worse than Trevor Lawrence because he's not very talented. He's Colt McCoy on, not steroids, because there's never been anything close to steroids in his body. <laughs> he's Mac, or Mac Jones is Colt McCoy on a, a sixer of Amstel Light. That is exactly what he is. He will never be anything more. 
and you got it put on full display. Yeah. Oh, but but it was cold. Yeah, it was cold for everybody. It, it, Mac Jones looked like he had had. It, it, he looked like somebody sedated him before that game. It was painful to watch. Well, I mean, for everybody but me. For me, <laughs> I sat back with a wicked weed beer in my hand and laughed a lot. Well, the re- I mean, for the rest of us. You could just say for the rest of us, not just for you. I mean, the the rest of us can look at the New England Patriots losing and go, yeah, that was a good idea. That was fun. That was, yeah, that was fun. I'm glad that happened. We like- <laughs> can we do that again? Can we just lather them up and do it again? No, uh, unfortunately, that's not how the playoffs work. Oh, uh, shoot. We got we to gotta move on now. We, gotta, we have to move on to the next games. New England will not be talked about again. Until uh, until the off season, as you know, the question comes in: What do they do now? What can you do? Uh, I Spend mean, you again? Keep re- uh, you keep rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic, but you just did that. Congratulations, that got you a wild card game, right? And embarrassed on national television. I have long said the thing that teams do so wrong: be bad, mm-hmm. just be bad. Bill did that for a year, and then he panicked. And had to go sign Matthew Judon. Yeah, how much of an impact was he? Mm-hmm. Do, do you know how many snaps he played? How many? It was 24. Yeah, big impact. Your big supreme pass rusher that you are so wrong on. I've heard that a hundred times. Mm-hmm. When it mattered, how relevant was he? Mm-hmm. How relevant was John O. Smith or Hunter Henry or any of the, the just litany of free agents that Bill had to go spend on the- to make this team a contender? You were never a contender. You were a myth. And I've said that all year long, and I'm sorry. Now I'm going to sit back and take my victory lap because mm. it bore itself out on national television. Right. For- and and I'd be remiss if I didn't point this out. My Super Bowl pick to start the year was the Buffalo Bills. Yep. And guess what? That ain't changed. That ain't changing. Not even a little bit. You ain't coming off of it a second. Seeing them trounce New England the way that they did. They're good as the best in the NFL. You. Who's better? Who right now, straight up, neutral field, beats the team you watched against New England? They oh, can run on you at will, defensively is faster than you. Who, who's beating you exactly? I would say Green Bay is close. I don't. I mean, I think they're clo- they're the closest. Mm-hmm. But I would still take Buffalo. If they played on a neutral site right now, I'll give you a field goal. Yeah. I'm not just in a pick them. Oh, they'll just win. No, I'll give you the field goal. Yeah. I'll give you a field goal and the hook. Because that is how good that team is in a vacuum. Is there a possibility Josh Allen comes out has a bad game? Sure. Anybody mm-hmm. can do that. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers has done it in the playoff 10 times, and nobody seems to care. Agreed. If I had to pick a Super Bowl favorite right now, it's the Buffalo Bills, and it's not really all that close. Okay. All right. We'll talk more about uh, championship potential coming up in the uh, in the next hour, as well as uh, is Josh Allen truly elite? Is I mean, did he prove that this weekend? Or had he already proven it to you, and this just kind of cemented how you feel? Oh, Josh about Allen! It. Josh Allen led to me spending more time on Twitter than I really wanted to. And you know what I discovered from Twitter? There are a lot of people with Twitter accounts that are not very intelligent. <laughs> that's what that's what did it for oh, you. Oh, Josh Allen! This is just a bad defense. He had five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He had four incompletions. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you did that on a high school team. That was pretty good. And by the way, can we put that whole, oh, Josh Allen didn't let go with her. Can, can we put that to bed? Right. I, I think that got tucked away nicely. Oh, I knew. I knew Orv Jarrett was coming. I knew the oh, Patriots fan. I knew he couldn't resist. 
He's already taken a couple shots at me over the weekend, and that's fine. I'm your huckleberry. So the favorite won the game handily. Jeremy is awfully insufferable for a team playing for draft position. This has nothing to do with my team. (laughs) My team is tucked, nestled nicely in their beds. This has to do with the team I've heard all this about. Bill. Bill is the great equalizer. No, Tom was the great equalizer. Sorry about your luck. Mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels. The, the Minnesota Vikings are interested in him. Have fun. Have fun. You can do this any way you want to split it. If you take Tom away, Bill's an average coach. It's never changed. It's never not been the case. A little validation was quite pleasant for me. Armchair followed that up by saying, uh, "So, so he beat the team that he should have crushed, or is he the best? Which one? Which one is it?" Well, <laughs> uh, with Josh Allen, why do those two things have to be in a vacuum? Oh, they don't. That New England defense was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked great getting half a hundy hung on it. I never thought. I never thought in a million years that. If was you happen. remember when we picked that game, I said I I speci- I went back to check how I said this. If a team gets blown out this weekend, it's New England. Yeah. Because I did not see that in Pittsburgh. I thought Pittsburgh would put up a fight, and they did. Mm-hmm. You have the pick six early, or the fumble, fumble six. Fumble recovery, yeah. Uh, scoop and score, however you want to put that. They had fight early. problem is you couldn't score on a group of middle schoolers no. because your offense is pitiful. They had no chance. They had no chance. They had no chance after all of that. I mean, the barrage comes with Patrick Mahomes throwing five straight touchdown passes. You're down 35-7. to seven. At that point, it, was, it truly was. We have no chance to win. We're just going out there to have fun. And you know, Ben Roethlisberger's career sadly comes to a – crashing end yeah i have a i have a story about that at the bottom of the hour okay it was it, it was a frantic night right in kansas city right we i mean we did have our blowout games we had new england over buffalo we had uh tampa bay over philly i mean they really tried to they really tried at the end for me i feel like the to, only to, thing, to, to cover that spread but they just couldn't do it the only thing about that game that was even remotely fun was listening to salty Troy Aikman about having to call it. If you didn't realize that was a shot at Tony Romo, Mm -hmm. it was 100% a shot at Tony Romo. Did you hear that? What did he say? He said, well, some people get to call the... I don't remember exactly verbatim how he said it, but it was basically, yeah, a lot of people would have loved to have called that Cowboys 49ers game. Oh, crickets. Nobody said anything for five solid seconds. <laughs> he was mad. Then Joe Buck tried to it's a massage it and go, You're talking about Collins worth and Al Michaels, right? Troy just kind of went, Yeah. Yeah. That's who I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm sitting here watching Nick Sirianni's impossibly hard offense to watch get their brains beat up by Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, sorry, Troy. That's the way this works. Yep. If we have to choose one commentary group, it's going to be Tony 100 times out of 100. Kansas City doubled up Pittsburgh, and then last night you had the L.A. Rams just stomp all over the Arizona Cardinals. If Cliff Kingsbury only sends one Christmas card this year, it should be to Mike McCarthy. Because the only reason you are not getting absolutely crushed on every show in America right mm-hmm. now is because nobody cares about your team. You, you remember... A long time ago when I said, I love this Cardinals team, but I cannot get behind Cliff Kingsbury, bingo. Did you watch last night? That team looked like they were prepared, or did it look like they just met each other? Because that's what it looked like to me. Oh, it was absolutely gross. And Kyler Murray, 
you know, a lot of highlights have have gone to, you know, the head coach Cliff Kingsbury saying Kyler's got to play his best game ever. And then he goes out there and probably looks the worst I've ever seen him look. That interception, that pick six that he threw while he was back in the end zone, like how do you even throw that ball as a pro? Like everybody's got to know. Like that was dumber than Dan Orlovsky running out of the back of the end nope, zone. No, that's still the winner forever. <laughs> that's still the winner Dan forever. Dan Orlovsky just okay. went. The field dimensions do not well, matter to me. Well, I'm sorry, Dan. I tried to get you off the hook for that one, but you know, Kyler Murray, he didn't do himself any favors or or his team. And look at that, they're going home. Who's to blame from all of this? We'll continue the discussion up next, right here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 8.80 AM, and 14.00. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. These guys are a f***ing disgrace. I got a feeling that's kind of what it sounded like in the uh, private rooms of the Cardinals locker room last night of holy cow. How did, how did all of that just take place? Uh, it did not go well. I mean, they had 183 yards of total offense <laughs> in the entire game. Yeah. It was an absolutely awful display. And you say this all lies at the feet of cliff kingsbury no not all of it okay cliff precipitated it here's what nobody wants to say kyler murray's not that good i said it when he came out i've never really been sold it. he's very hard to defend mm-hmm. you figure it out and it's pretty easy when you have aaron donald hey interior pressure the little five nine quarterback doesn't do that well right who would have thunk that right who would have thunk that a five nine quarterback would really struggle against teams that could pressure him from the interior I mean, I've heard a lot of people, a lot of takes today are all about, well, you know, Kyler Murray, they got to get back to, you know, him running the football. And, that, and I mean, is that really the, is, is that really the, the missing piece no. for Arizona? No, no. The missing piece is that this accumulation of talent you have is just not that good. And you're being coached by a quarterback that should never have been here. Or you're being coached by a coach that should never have been here in the first place. Mm-hmm. Weird. You fired a coach that couldn't survive in the Big 12, and why could that possibly? Oh, because they couldn't stop anybody. So you bring him to the NFL, and, well, lo and behold, you have the same problem that you had in college. Right. You can't stop anybody. With J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones and Buda Baker, you got a slew of Pro Bowl talents. Still can't stop anybody. Uh, thankfully, the uh, latest reports on Buda are, are positive. He didn't have any you know serious spinal issues or anything that 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 hit was nasty looking it was and that, but there was i mean there was nothing cam Akers could do no so uh we have another i'm your huckleberry 
Michael Whiteside, Patriots down, Cowboys down. Only thing left is for Tom to go down. That completes <laughs> the hate cycle. You're right. That, I, I thought that all week Aww. long. Like, man, if Tom could lose too, this would just be like, this is perfect. No, there would be no teams left that I cannot stand in the playoffs. Oh, don't worry. But there's one dark cloud still left. <laughs> Well, don't worry. LA is going to give them the best shot that they can they can absolutely take next week. I would argue that's the team you wanted to play the least. The pre-snap I, motion with San Francisco does not bother me that much. Yeah, when you have an interior presence like Vita Vea, and and you do have guys that can, you have guys that can that can shift the edge, set the edge. I I worry about that way more from Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I think both teams that will have home games next week for the NFC, look at this and go, man, this is not the team we wanted to play. Well, I mean, that just shows you how tough it is. I mean, I mean, because you got you got San Francisco going into Lambeau. And I know it's already been said that it's a short week, but I mean, do I really care that much? I, I hate that short week narrative. I've heard that from Raiders fans. Oh, we played on a short week. Uh, okay. Thank you. The Bengals were the better team. I can even admit that. Right. And I will never understand how, as a receiver, you run a route two yards short of the end zone and just go, I'll figure it out. I, 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 I just catch it. I catch it. I'll just figure it out. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Cliff Kingsbury, look, there's nothing that Arizona could do. There's not, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is going to come back healthy next year. So I would argue there's something they can do, something the Dallas Cowboys can do. You need to have a new coach. Both of you. Both of you. And the fact that Stephen Jones has already come out and said Mike McCarthy's coming back, okay, no. well, that's stupid. Because I only saw one thing in that entire game that I looked at with Dallas and went, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. It was Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they're going to throw the bag at Dan Quinn to keep him around as the defensive coordinator, and I cannot for the life of me figure out why. HWA probably got absolutely driven insane during the Cowboys 49ers game because I went full nerd going, watch the pre-snap motion every play. It throws the Cowboys into pure chaos. Right. They have no clue what's coming. They're not set. It's almost like they had no idea that was going to happen in spite of the fact they were playing the coach that does that the most often. Mm -hmm. And Arizona was just totally, totally ill-prepared for what they were getting ready to see. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys obviously suffered a great loss, as all of the network coverage has told you over the last two days. I mean, that's all it's been about, Mm -hmm. is the Dallas Cowboys. And should Mike McCarthy be gone? Should they elevate Kellen Moore? Do you think they should? 100%. Elevate Kellen Moore. You will lose Kellen Moore if you do not elevate him. He will get a head coaching job, especially now that they lost in the first round of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I could argue you're going to lose them both. Everything I've heard, Dan Quinn is going to get the Denver Broncos job, which, as I say it, just sounds ridiculously stupid. This is when you're in, you're in a tough position. If you're already a playoff team, firing your coach, is this in the send the wrong signal? No, is it sends the signal about? of we're not dealing with mediocrity mm-hmm. because both of those teams have talent that should still be playing right now, and I could argue the reason you're not is because you were poorly coached, right? It's just going to be a. It would just be a black eye. I feel like on the on the franchises. If and they who did cares? That. Who cares? Who cares? There was a black eye on the Cowboys for hiring Mike McCarthy in the first place. No doubt. You mean that guy that couldn't win Super Bowls mm-hmm. with uh, with Aaron Rodgers? That's who you think is going to have this great creative offense. 
What did Dallas do, really do, far and away better than you think they should have? Oh, the defense was so good. No, it wasn't. No, no it wasn't. They gave up a lot of yardage. They got a lot of turnovers. Trayvon Diggs. Whoo. Whoo, buddy. You should burn that tape. You should take that tape and bury it in the backyard and make sure you don't tell anybody where it was. Right. I watched him probably more than I watched any other player in that game, and it never went well. I feel like he needs more practice against his brother. They showed a lot of those tapes uh, during the game. Uh, I think he needs to practice a lot more. Uh, he needs he, he needs to figure out footwork because Debo Samuel just, man, he's good. Mm-hmm. There is just not much you can say about Debo Samuel other than, good gracious, you're good at this game. So Arizona needs a new coach. Uh, Dallas needs a new coach. You know, when it comes to the other teams, I mean, Philadelphia, they need a new coach. <laughs> Philadelphia is stuck where they are. I mean, Philadelphia, well, the problem with Philadelphia is that you have a quarterback. You have the exact same problem the New England Patriots do. You have a quarterback that if you get behind, there's nothing that scares you. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay jumped out to a lead, and then they looked at Jalen Hurts and went, you do it. Yeah, and they fired up. scared of you. And they fired up the pressure, and man, they were in the backfield a lot. They were in the backfield a lot on Jalen Hurts. Because they have no fear of him. No, no. You can send six people at Jalen Hurts at any given time, and mm-hmm. you have no fear he's going to beat you. Mm-hmm. I saw one receiver that entire game really beat a corner. Off the jump, it was one of the few times you pressed in the entire game. Quez Watkins just demolished whoever you had on him. And Jalen Hurts lobbed it 10 yards over his head. Yeah, He's 10 yards behind the defense. All you have to do is get it to him, and it's six. He launched that. If he had been 20 feet tall, I don't think he'd have caught it. Right. And now you're a team with three first-round draft picks? Yeah, fix it. Mm-hmm. Fix it. Go get your quarterback. Get you a quarterback, and I still I, I still don't like the head coach, but, I, I mean, I, who, I can't who could judge have expected? Sirianni when you have a quarterback that cannot beat you yeah. down the field. But I was going to say, who would have expected them to make the playoffs after the way they started the season oh, anyway? Yeah. Sirianni, I actually think, did a, I didn't love the way he did it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's very good in media availability. But in terms of the job you did, that was actually reasonably impressive. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Now right, we're going to mix it up a little bit today. We'll do uh, we'll do out just a bit outside in the next hour. But um, look. Not many people keep their Christmas trees around much past, well, yesterday. Uh, mine's still up. Oh, yours is still Well, yours was still up in July? Mm-hmm. No. It? No, it was up in March. It's a birthday March. tree. It's a birthday tree. Yeah, my birthday's in March. It's a birthday tree. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny you should mention that because apparently that is a growing trend now that people put up their Christmas trees and nah, we'll just never take it down. Why would you ever take it down? It's festive. This yeah, it's this is this is a brand new trend that I I don't know if I can get behind it. Usually my you know, people feel like I leave up my decorations too long. MLK Day is always the day to take down all of the things for for our household. Uh but there are people now who are leaving their trees up all year round. And they're just decor- decorating it for all of the different uh all the different holidays. So you leave your tree up, you put hearts on it for Valentine's Day, and then you put shamrocks on it around uh, around March, or you put birthday candles on it for for Jeremy's birthday, which All is right around right around, uh, right around uh, St. Patrick's Day. 
there's a story that I found about a woman who lives in British Columbia, and she actually has gone to the uh, gone to the lengths of having one tree for every holiday, and she spray paints them. She's got one a black tree for Halloween, all of the things. Would you be would you would you be down for that? Oh yeah, I mean just all for the, me, all trees all the time. Well, I mean as long as you have a fake tree, what does it matter? It's not like the tree's going to die. No, no, that's it doesn't the point. become a fire hazard. I mean personally, as long as you keep it up till May, because that's I mean that's a holiday too. The draft, the start tree. of summer. Oh, oh yeah, the, the draftmas tree. The draftmas tree. You gotta have your you gotta have your draftmas tree up <laughs> the end of April. That's right. I just I don't know that I can get behind a tree for every holiday. Uh, to me, that's that seems lazy. Uh, no, I'm totally fine. I mean, it. if you're going to go through the links of putting up a different tree at every holiday, then uh, yeah, okay. Who doesn't feel better when they walk in and they have the nicely adorned tree in their living room? Well, Who that's walks right. into that and goes, boo? I don't care when it is. I don't care if it's got jack-o'-lanterns on it or Christmas ornaments i don't care all right so mark jeremy down for year-round trees all the way in all right is that just laziness because you don't want to no, take down no, your tree it's festive and it's wonderful right. we, we only put up a tree for one holiday a year why do we not have an adorned tree every year for every holiday okay all right all right i i feel like i tell way more stories about this than than i should this is not crimes crimes are often what i tell Strange. in this okay no this is people doing stupid things for tiktok don't don't do dumb things for for tiktok i mean it's cute that you get a lot of views but you could actually harm yourself and danielle shapiro did she's a 24 year old california woman apparently has a decent following on tiktok Mm -hmm. and she decided that she was going to go to an all-you-can-eat seafood sushi buffet and just gorge herself and record it all only problem, after eating thirty-two rolls of raw thirty-two rolls of raw sushi, she ended up in the hospital. Who thought that was a good idea? Who went? That's a lot of raw fish. That has enough mercury to fill a thermometer. Let's just let's do that. That'd be great. <laughs> she ended up in the hospital, had to be kept overnight. Unfortunately for her, this was all documented, and the final resolve was that she had gastroesophageal reflux disease mm-hmm. you know what that means what's that it means she had to go potty <laughs> okay <laughs> and she all documented right. all this for tiktok like stop recording at some point stop recording mm-hmm. stop recording when the doctor comes in and goes mm, well we have a solution you're probably not gonna like it but it doesn't really change anything you shouldn't have done that and now that needs to come out of your body Ta-da! yay Smart Glad people. Glad you spent 10 years in medical school for that one. The smart people of TikTok. Good night. Don't do stupid things for TikTok. Hey, literally, I do one of these stories a month. Somebody does something for TikTok gets hurt. Yep. Or, Insta- or Insecure Graham. Yeah. Whatever the case, but I don't care what social media you're doing it for. <clears throat> well, now that being said, I, I will be making a video uh, <laughs> this Friday in which I could potentially get hurt really so yes it it has to do with my pick for the super bowl i am bringing in some some guests to show me the ways of of this particular team nice and you're gonna see me do things that see where this is going i never thought i would do i like it is there fire involved yeah there is yeah there is there's a ladder uh there's a table i got some there's a whole lot of chicken wings all right there's frankly there's a lot that goes into this because i said it and then i went oh 
I didn't know you do all those things. I just knew about the one. <laughs> I can brace for a fall. I learned how to do that a long time ago. All right. But, <clears throat> yeah, we, we'll, we'll have some special guests for that one. Hint, hint, Jeremy's picking one, st- one team from upstate New York to win the Super Bowl. <sighs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> all right, hit that button for uh, Kevin Vick. I'm your huckleberry. Says the Dallas offense looked like red on Friday. Pop's tripping. He wants me to cover you. You know, I wouldn't trip. What? What? It's from Friday. It's from the movie. Okay. Yeah, Dallas's offense. That's the thing that bothers me so much about Mike McCarthy. Look, I believe Kellen Moore is very innovative because I see things like the the Cedric Wilson pitch back to to Tony Pollard, of which if that wasn't the worst throw I had ever seen in my life, that probably would have been a touchdown. Then he does it again to CeeDee Lamb to get CeeDee Lamb to the sideline. I see the innovation. The problem is that your game management is absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. I think Mike McCarthy has never played Madden one snap in his entire life because he cannot figure out how long it takes to snap the ball. Is that something we should we should set up classes for him? Yeah, time well, management classes. There's a 10 classes. second runoff on Madden. I feel like they're telling you the answer to this, and you're just not listening. After being a head coach in the in the league for how long has it been? Twelve years. Mike McCarthy. For, it's been a long time. Yeah. Well, it, like, and you still can't figure out how to manage enough. last second last second drives. That's well, weird. And the thing that blows my mind is that there are so many former coaches and former players that that do what we do, and basically they've all come out and said, "Well, it's universally known that it takes 16 seconds to do that." Mm-hmm. Apparently, the only person that didn't know that was Mike McCarthy. And then I heard Orlovsky talk about, "Well, they should have just snapped it." Well, it wouldn't have mattered because by the time they snapped the ball, there were zeros on the clock. Even if you snap it and it goes tremendously, of which, by the way, I would have enjoyed this more than I think I could even say out loud. They snap it, touchdown, and then they review it and go, there was no time left. Right. I might have enjoyed that more. Oh, the, the oh, Facebook would have been fun. Social media would have been fun. I would have probably just died on Twitter. I would have forgotten to eat for three or four days. Gray Ford says Kyler Murray equals Mitch Trubisky. You know, I was actually thinking the same thing about Mac Jones. While uh, we were no, talking about Mac New Jones England. Jones in a foot race would lose to me. He can't be Mr. Trubisky. He was too mobile. No, I get it, but but along the same lines of this is a guy who started one year in college. We all got crazy about him, and then he goes to the NFL, and he's just he's just going to disappoint. Well, the, the Kyler Murray thing to me, and maybe it's me being the draft nerd, there's a line where you stop being able to do this. Okay, so there's so many spread elements coming in the NFL, all of these things. Cliff Kingsbury's running this kooky offense with four receivers on one side. Here's the problem with that. You are routinely putting five linemen in front of a team like the Rams who have Von Miller and Aaron Donald. At the end of the day, all you have to do is send five at that, beat one person, and you're going to have pressure directly in his face. That's the problem with the spread. That's the reason that it didn't have a whole lot of stronghold in the NFL. It was too easy to beat. So now you get all these diamond formations and blocker out in front. That's great when you can hold up. If you can't hold up and they're not scared of you, all they do is blitz your brains out. And that's what teams have done to the Cardinals for weeks. And Cliff Kingsbury has no second gear. Oh, but James Conner had all these great games. Yeah, against terrible teams that couldn't stop the run. That does work. If a team starts sending the hellhounds at you, you can start running draws, and there's nobody there. Right. The problem is when you got Aaron Donald in the middle, that doesn't really work. 
I'll throw two people at him. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He'll throw them around too. That was when I saw the matchups, the one I looked at and went, oh, that is not what you wanted was the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. That is the team that is custom built, custom built to stop you. Right. And it just shows the limitations of Cliff Kingsbury. He knows how to beat you one way. And if he can't outscheme you, he's doomed. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem that I have with the Cardinals. Yep. Oh, hit that button again. I'm your Huckleberry. So Michael Whiteside's explaining that was a reference to Debo in Friday. It's been forever since I've seen that movie, and I don't remember that quote from the movie. That's actually one of the few movies that I've ever seen more than once. I I've, love that I've seen it several times, but I, I did not recognize that quote from the movie. I absolutely love that movie. <laughs> No, all my favorite quotables, I can't say on this program. Uh, yeah, I actually had that problem, too. <laughs> when you hit the button, I went, ooh, let me throw out one of my... Oh, no, I can't do that. Nope. Nope, can't, actually can't do it with any of them. Nope. Cannot do it. Can't win with them. Great movie, can't- <laughs> By the way, just totally, a, a total aside. Okay. Did you see that they're doing a NASCAR race in L.A. Coliseum? I heard about the that. The Bush Clash is going to be in L.A. Coliseum. And the halftime show is Ice Cube, of which, really? let me just tell you something about me. The chances of me watching the Bush Clash, zero. Zero point zero to the infinity power. The chances of me trying to time this out to see Ice Cube, way better than that. 80% at worst. So we're starting a feud here between the NFL and, and NASCAR? So the, the NFL has uh, Dr. Dre and... Okay, NASCAR's I mean, got to go out and I'm get uh, Ice Cube. This is one year where <laughs> halftime shows are crushing it. Luke Combs at halftime of the of the was great. Cowboys game at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You got Dr. Dre and just a litany of great performers at the Super Bowl. And now you got L.A. Coliseum, Bud Shootout, whatever it is. I don't even know what that thing's called anymore. And Ice Cube's going to do the halftime show? That's phenomenal. Yep. I will say this, and I just want this on record. I want it to be known that I said this was a bad idea. You have put a temporary quarter-mile track on the L.A. Coliseum. I said this when you decided to do dirt. I'm going to say it now. You're that, This sounded great in theory. Somebody said it, and everybody went, that's phenomenal. We right. should absolutely do that. Right. And the logistical people never chimed up and went, mm, bad idea. Shouldn't do that. Should not do that. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we're going to find out if it's going to be a money-making venture for them. I oh, mean, I'm sure the, it'll do the, fine. The dirt, it'll be fun. To the wa- dirt race apparently was a success at Bristol because they're except, doing it again. Except it wasn't. It, it wasn't because no one could see anything. <laughs> it Whether hasn't you were there rained or not. here in three months, and you're going to throw cars on dirt. Well, see, that's where you got to get. You you, you got to get with a baseball stadium. You got to figure out how to. How to just keep it uh, keep it wet enough? Oh, hold on, we missed one of these. I'm your Huckleberry. Armchair said, "What school does Cliff Kingsbury coach at next season, and why is it Bishop Sycamore?" <laughs> I think that job's actually above his skis. Oh, stop that! You're so hard on Cliff. I mean, he had a tough task in front of him anyway. Uh, he Did had a really? tough task. He had a number one overall selection quarterback mm-hmm. with four high end weapons. They added a fifth one at the trade deadline. 
and you have two of the best pass rushers in the NFL on defense. No, that doesn't strike me as, it was a hard job anyway. No, I wasn't saying it was a hard no. job. I said they had a tough task in front of him anyway with with L.A. That's who I was talking about. Uh, like, you could I, – I, I didn't feel like they were going to win that game anyway. I didn't expect they were going to get blown out like they did, get embarrassed like they did. I kind of did. But I still I expected had, to lose. I, I might have had a, a slew of wagers on the Arizona Cardinals on BetUs.com. Did you now? Go to BetUs.com. Use promo code SPORTSOCRACY for 125% deposit match on your initial deposit. Uh, I got to ring the bell for uh, Kevin Vick. He says uh, the clash is going to be better than the Pro Bowl. We can all agree with that. I don't really care what was on the left side of that equation. As long as the Pro Bowl was on the right side, you're right. Because the Pro Bowl is horrible. Yep. Yep. We only got two weeks left. The only thing that I didn't miss during the Rona year Mm -hmm. was, well, we're going to play the Pro Bowl of Madden. Sweet. I'll watch as much of that as I watched of the actual game. Right. And you did. Zero. There's no no use in doing it. Absolutely no use in doing it. Um, Anyhow, yeah, I mean, that's going to be fun. A race inside of... Or, or I guess this is the this is the heats, right? This is the NASCAR heats right before the the five hundred. Oh yeah, yeah. They'll, so they'll do this and then go to Daytona, I suppose. Right. That was always done at Daytona. So mm-hmm. I guess they've audibled that, which I mean it's fine. M eighty five said he will be there. Uh, one of our lawyer wow. listeners said he will be at that race. And to, to be frank with you, I'm jealous. I would love to go to that. Mm-hmm. I love L A. I now, love. I fit in very poorly i was gonna say <laughs> a big lumberjack in la that talks like i do they look at me like i landed from another planet no they're, they're trying to figure out if you're if you're like a star of some sort because the only reason you'd be there is to be like uh, in, a in a movie or something right? some <laughs> did, did somebody you make the, you do that to your face are you the new marlboro man <laughs> are you the new brawny man <laughs> is there some other company that has a lumberjack as its sponsor maybe uh obviously the cowboys and the cardinals they they have suffered greatly the others you just expected them to lose like the philadelphia eagles you expected them to lose. that didn't surprise me in the least the las vegas raiders i mean i expected them to lose they put up a fight oh that and, was that was the game of the weekend by a great margin right well that's what i told you on friday is i mean that's that's setting the stage that's setting the stage for the weekend and unfortunately, it was the best game that we had. Yeah, well, until NFL. Dallas came up just short, and then we all celebrated as a whole. And poor Ben has to walk off into the sunset as one gigantic loser. Aww, I mean, did you have to say it that way? It was hard to watch. Well, you should have known it. My was wife is a Steelers fan. I had to watch way more of that game than I wanted to. You should have known it, it was, was hard to watch. And Jarek McKinnon being the star of that game. If you saw that coming, you're a witch. Uh, we got picks coming up in the next segment. Green on green is coming your way. Speaking of picks, um, me and the Chief tied this week in the Beat the Chief contest. Three and one on the week. Jeremy was uh, split. You had, to, you had the two and two. Yeah, I had, the, you put I your had trust, the Raiders. You put your trust in Mike Tomlin. Thanks, Raiders. That was, that was, oh, I don't even blame Mike Tomlin. I'd, I'd do that again. I'd probably you Pittsburgh know plus the thirteen, yeah, hundred percent. You yeah. give me thirteen points in a playoff game, I'm taking it. I don't care who's on the other side, right? Especially if it's Mike Tomlin. All right, tonight's best plays of the night coming up next, right here on ESPN Asheville. 
Hey guys, I'm Ziggy, your local Philly girl, owner of Ziggy's Bakery and Deli. I've created a traditional northern deli with only the most authentic cheesesteaks outside of Philadelphia, served with provolone, white American, or cheese whiz. Our other classic deli sandwiches are made with the best quality meats and cheeses, available sliced by the pound. Join us for breakfast for house-made bagels with our custom cream cheeses. Or for something heartier, try a pork roll egg and cheese or house-cured lox. Ziggy's Bakery and Deli, in the corner of Asheville Commons, 1550 Henry. Andersonville Road, open 8 to 3, Tuesday through Saturday. Here in Beer City, we take homegrown seriously. And since 2012, Wicked Weed Brewing has been pushing the boundaries of the industry. They've not only created staples like the Freak of Nature Double IPA, Lieutenant Dank, and Pernicious, but they also opened the first sour beer tap room on the East Coast. Wicked Weed has also supported our local community to the tune of $1.6 million with the Beers That Build program. Visit one of their four locations, schedule a brewery tour, or place an order for pickup or delivery. WickedWeedBrewing.com. Coffee's for closers only. Get them the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Friday night is, um, let's call that proof positive of why they call it gambling. Zach Levine got hurt three minutes into the game, and that threw that pick into Pandelirium. And Nebraska, <clears throat> Purdue covered on a three-pointer from someone that had never stepped foot on the floor for Purdue. <laughs> oh, no. It's a bad beat. But 14-14-1 so far in 2022. Four picks for you tonight. This is a little bit of a weird night. There's only two games in the NBA. So in green on green, we had to, we had to dig a little deep. First one, Wisconsin travels to Northwestern. Over-under in this game is 137.5. These two teams average. 158 in their last eight games. That's the over-under in all of their games. Northwestern, for whatever reason, is way better at home. Wisconsin is scoring at a level that you do not expect from this team because they've been so slow over the years. Johnny Davis, best player in America. That game's going to go over, and I think it goes over aggressively. Number five, Duke, takes on my fighting Florida State Seminoles tonight in Tallahassee. Uh, Florida State scores 11 more points a game at home than they do on the road. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, and I have a definitive lead that I'll tell you in the next hour. But first, I'm going over 144.5 Duke and Florida State. In the NBA, the Minnesota Timberwolves are a four-point favorite tonight at the New York Knicks. Let me tell you a fun stat that most people don't know about Minnesota. When they are full strength and no one is missing a game because of coronavirus, they are 96th percentile in offensive efficiency, and they're in the top eight in the NBA in defensive efficiency. I'm not saying this team's overly good. I'm just saying they are horribly slept on. The Knicks, they're not healthy at all. No Derrick and Rose tonight. No Nerlens Noel. Give me Minnesota minus the four. And finally, in that same game, Minnesota and the New York Knicks. The over-under is 213, and I'm going to level with you. When I saw that number in an NBA game with an offensive team as good as Minnesota, that is free money. You can take all of these together. Risk $10 in a parlay. Turn it into $120 at betus.com. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. All right, all even to start out the year in the green on green. Looking for I have uh, caught some historically bad breaks. <laughs> Zach Levine, as what? soon as he got hurt Monday, or Friday night, I just went, well, that changes things a whole mess. And it did. It changed a lot for the Chicago Bulls as they got absolutely trounced uh, by Golden State. Well, here's the 42 thing. points, was that well, it? Well, here's the 
thing. When you when you wager, it's a lot like teams in the NFL. Either be really good or be historically bad. Because I didn't even have to watch the second half of that game. Right. I just chalk that one up as big old L. Went on about my day. Uh, coming up after the top of the hour break, we're going to talk about uh, more about the weekend, the wild card weekend in the NFL. And did we see a champion? Did we see a champion play this weekend? Jeremy's definitive answer is yes. We all know. I mean, you can be subtle about it if you want to. We know you're on the Bills bandwagon. You have been since the beginning ah, of the season. You know who knows? Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Kansas City Chiefs put up a whole bunch of points. That Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay defense looked pretty good this past weekend. Who was a champion? Who 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 is sitting in the catbird seat? when it comes to uh, threatening for the Super Bowl. And those two other teams, though, sitting out there, Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers. Well, I mean, that's the question. you got two teams that have home field advantage. Did we see anybody that is strong enough? It's hard to go on the road in the playoffs and beat somebody, Mm -hmm. especially when they have two dynamic offenses like Tennessee and Green Bay. Yeah, but neither of these teams are infallible by any means. And home field advantage, as you've tried to tell me all year long, it doesn't mean a whole lot. It doesn't mean what it used to in the NFL. And Green Bay? They haven't been particularly lights out when they're hosting a playoff game. So we'll talk about all that coming up in the next hour as well. And um, Josh Allen, is he elite? Has he been elite? Are you late to the party on this? Or I'm not late to the party. You're not late to the party. I'm not late to the party. You declared I, it. I inflated the balloons. I hung the streamers. <laughs> I bought the cake. I've just been waiting on everybody to show up. <laughs> But where exactly would you have him ranked now in the uh, in the pantheon of quarterbacks in the NFL? I'm sure Jeremy's got that answer for us. And you're not going to like it. Coming up in the second hour of the program, we'll talk about all of it right here in the Sportsocracy. First hour of the program, as always, brought to you by Ingles. Low prices, love the savings. We are live in the Ingles studio. And yeah, just a programming note, there will not be a uh, third hour, an uncensored third hour tonight. we got to get out of here before the sun goes down too much. Uh, or we'll never get out or of we'll here. we'll never get out of here because it is uh, it is still inches deep here in the parking lot at Radio Ranch. Second hour coming on the way. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Wicked Weed Brewing. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We're talking NFL wildcard weekend. Did a champion of the league play this weekend? That's the question on the table. Jeremy, he's he's all in on those Buffalo Bills. Go ahead. Bills Mafia, nobody circles the wagons like the buffalo bills he thinks the buffalo bills are a championship threat and uh that we did see the eventual champion this weekend um, oh i'm not the only one that thinks oh that. i too believe we saw the champion this weekend if you had to guess mm-hmm. as of right now rank the potential super bowl teams in order rank the, sp- the mm-hmm. potential if you go su- by vegas on, odds okay. to win the super bowl who is the who is the d- rather distant dog there's two the distant dog, mm-hmm. um, Cincinnati, plus fourteen hundred. 
And then Tampa? Nope. After that? San Francisco. Plus oh, 1,000. San Francisco. The Titans yeah. are the sixth most likely team to win the Super Bowl, and they have home field advantage. No, I mean, I, that is borderline dumbfounding. But it's just be, it's, it's because we don't know what they are yet. We, oh, I know what they are. I know exactly what they are. They're going to have Derrick Henry, who has not taken a tote in the NFL in nine weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think you want to play that. I don't think you want to play that game. You see him, fresh legs coming out, just hammering it right off the bat. I, I do. Okay. I, I like Der- I, I like Tennessee. I like Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is the biggest threat to the Bills in the AFC. If you go in order, though, Cincinnati's eight, San Francisco's seven, Tennessee is six at plus 850. Mm-hmm. The Rams are five at plus 750. Your Buccaneers are four at plus 550. Okay. Buffalo's plus 500 at three. Kansas City's plus 400. Green Bay Packers are the odds-on favorite, mm-hmm. plus 350. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just saying, I'm looking at that Bills plus 500 going, you know, I might have a might have a shekel on that or two. Might have a slip on that. Might have a, uh, might have a you know, a, a, a doubloon or two. So did the champion play this weekend? Uh, the second hour of the program, always brought to you by Wicked Weed Brewing. Check them out at wickedweedbrewing.com. Wicked Weed Brewing. Drink different. We had a good time in here uh, having a couple of perniciouses watching the uh, San Francisco, or excuse me, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and the Las Vegas Raiders. On Saturday afternoon, thanks for everybody who joined in. It was great to see a lot of new faces on the YouTube stream. And we will, uh, weather permitting, we will be doing that again this weekend. That's the objective. Um, We are expected to get another round of snow Thursday and and, and Friday. And and you know what? Look, we asked a question last week Mm -hmm. of are you team snow or team no snow? I officially don't understand you snow people. I don't understand the no snow people. I don't get it. What is pleasant about that? Oh, it it falls and it's so pretty. No, it's muddy and sludgy and gross within minutes. And as I had to scrape two days worth of snow off my car this morning in flip-flops and shorts, I was sitting there going, why does anybody like this? Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, that that would be your first clue. Man, I got some weird There's looks. snow on the ground. You might not want to, you know, traipse around in beachwear. Nope. But he refuses to wear foot prisons. I, and, I don't wear, no, I, I refuse to wear shoes. And long pants. Unless he's going to a funeral or to a business meeting, he will not be wearing long pants. And here's the thing. If it's your funeral, I better like you a lot. Or I've showed up in my flip-flops and my shorts <laughs> to say bye-bye. That's fine. Well, I hope I don't die in the middle of the winter so you can you can feel comfortable at the funeral in your flip-flops and shorts. Ah, you know, it's... Because uh... now, now if you don't do it, you ain't got a well, hair on your tuchus. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I've never understood shoes. They're not comfortable. They, are they just comfortable. bind your feet. It's awful. I wear flip-flops all the time. Do they just not make shoes big enough for your alien feet or what? Well, what's that the doesn't deal? help. I can't buy shoes in like a regular shoe store. I have to order them, which is a process. And then I then I don't know how they fit. It's, okay, it's just annoying. Flip-flops? Ah. They have 14s on the rack. I've this, seen it. Is this a flat feet thing? Do you have flat I feet? Do. Is that the thing? Okay. All right. I, I mean, I get it. You do what makes you comfortable. I'm not going to knock you for doing it. I'm just going to look at you really weird when it's 32 degrees outside and there's, you know, seven inches of snow on the ground and you're walking around in your flip-flops. Uh, Sean Veenstra, one of our, our our resident Bills fans, said if you want to be a Bills fan, you have to embrace that snow. Here's the thing. I'll embrace the snow. I don't have to like it. I'll go do snow angels in my skivvies. I'm not even vaguely scared of that. Right. 
<clears throat> might be something that happens this weekend, especially if it snows. <laughs> Dear Lord, save us all. Save us all. I'm, no, I'm, a, I'm absolutely a pro-snow person, uh, even despite the fact that within you know the first hour of me being awake during the snowstorm i pulled my back out shoveling shoveling uh you know yeah the you know driveway what, yeah you know when that never happens when it's 75 it's degrees true. outside it's true but you got to go out there you got to play with the kids and have fun and snowball fights were had sledding was had coccyxes were broken cocci how do you how do you say that i don't know no clue i don't know <laughs> anyway the uh wild card weekend oh yeah by the way ryan fitzpatrick went totally shirtless at the bills game yeah that was and awesome look strikingly alike i believe that's a win for bearded gents you gotta give any man credit and man you better be you better be at least six wicked weed beers in for that to happen oh ryan fitzpatrick was well involved i also was stunned at how bad his seats were Anybody else knows that but me? Like, he's an NFL quarterback. The dude did some great things for you. Get this man a box. Like, get him, put him up in a suite. Oh, no, he's not. He's I mean, up there he's not in like the an bleeds. MVP candidate. He's he, going to sit with the plebes, man. He's up there in the nosebleeds. Like, let's get this man a better seat, okay? Well, what would you rather do? I mean, if you're going for the full ambiance of the – because that's what that was all about. He wanted to – you know, he loves Buffalo. He loves the atmosphere in Buffalo. Oh, so he wanted to be amongst the crowd. You don't want to be like – I mean, if you're a free spirit like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you don't want to be locked up in some booth. Oh, I got news for you. If somebody would put me in Arrowhead, in Arrowhead, oh, I would be full shirtless, red and blue. Let's go. I I would look like Ryan Fitz Ryan Fitzpatrick's little brother, and that's fine. Right. I'm all aboard this this Buffalo Bills train, oh which is gosh. weird because they're a division rival of mine. But right. I love money. Right. So you say the Green Bay Packers still the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl plus three fifty. And the top four are all pretty close. You can't really disagree with that. I am surprised a little bit by Tennessee being a one seed and them not having greater odds at the moment. But again, I think a lot of that goes into you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know how this offense is really going to look with Derrick Henry coming off the shelf for the last nine months. And I'll nine just go months, ahead and tell nine you. Weeks. And I'll just get, go ahead and tell you. None of that matters to Vegas. They, they make their own narrative and they tend to be right more often than not. Mm hmm. You've also never seen... They're only a three-and-a-half-point favorite, which tells me that there is a very large percentage of high-end betters that think they're going to lose. Mm -hmm. That think Cincinnati's going to come in there and they're not going to be able to shoot out with them, and they're going to lose. Well, I think they're a dangerous team. No doubt are they a dangerous team, but Cincinnati... Well, I mean, if they had, if Cincinnati has that officiating crew again, they can beat anybody. If Jerome Bogart calls this game, I'll be honest with you, I'd bet my house on Cincinnati. Well, they already said that's not going to happen. whistles. Oh, yeah, I said that live. Yeah. <laughs> you can't blow that many calls and then go, hey, why would you, uh, would you do a divisional round game? The Cincinnati Bengals, they are they are not one of the uh, Super Bowl threats. And I don't feel like uh, I don't feel like too many people are going to be placing wagers on them. Uh, it is a tough task with them going to Tennessee this next week. Can they stand up offensively? Yes. Can they stop that run? I don't know. Well, I mean, I, the way I've looked at this, the eight best teams in the NFL are left. And I don't think there's any debating that. I don't think there's one team that got beat over the weekend that you could look at and go, yeah, they're better than who they play. No. These are the eight best teams in the league. I would agree. And so that's going to lead to a vehement disagreement of me when you said Cincinnati's not a threat. Everybody's a threat. Mm -hmm. When you have... There is no 
dearth of talent on any of these teams. Every one of them has a way to beat you. Tennessee can just run you sideways. Mm -hmm. And if you can't stop four-man pressure, you're doomed. Mm -hmm. Cincinnati can shoot out with anybody. I don't care who it is. Kansas City, Buffalo, I don't care. They can shoot out with you. But there's for me, there's only one team that I look at and go, I've seen you play mediocre and still win. And that's Buffalo. Mm -hmm. And now that it's cold, the Devin Singletary aspect of this changes everything to me. Everything. There's no more playing with Zach Moss. No more, oh, let's chuck Matt Breida out there. No. Devin Singletary's best running back on this team. And is it that the like like the offensive line is executing better than it used to, or is it just that it is it just a rhythm thing? That they have specifically gone in and said, Devin, you're the guy. You're getting no, the No, he's just been the best. Yeah. He's been unequivocally the best running back on that team. And if you look at how the game flow went against New England, I don't know how anybody's going to stop that. I don't know how you're supposed to stop this team. Mm-hmm. Devin Singletary averaging five yards a carry, that is the toughest team to beat in the NFL. Because that was always the one downside. They can't the run. only person that you're worried about running is Josh Allen. Well, there's another element of that. For whatever reason, Josh Allen has added, I'm not going to run until the playoffs started. Now, good luck. Mm-hmm. Now you've got just a slew of weapons. I would say that's the most underrated receiving core in the league. How many teams would you honestly take their bevy of weapons against Buffalo? Dawson knocks the top seven tight end in this league. And to me, it's not even debatable. Okay. Stefan Diggs, the top five receiver. Then you get into the, the Emmanuel Sanders, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, Cole Beasley's of the world. It's just a bunch of dudes. I mean, I are, are any of them one-on-one going to destroy you? No. But you have to shield off somebody because Stefan Diggs will haunt your nightmares. Right. I would take Cincinnati's weapons over them. And you got Jamar it's Chase. Close. And, yeah. I mean, you just got those wide receivers with Joe Mixon and the way Joe Burrow is playing. I would say they're better that. The thing Buffalo has is the defense. I mean, it's hard to do anything on that defense. And Cincinnati just doesn't have that. So right now, Buffalo is the favorite in your mind Correct. in the AFC. Mm-hmm. The question becomes, is there a secondary that can stop them? Tennessee has struggled against the pass. Kansas City. Kansas City struggled against the pass. Cincinnati. Cincinnati struggled against the pass. You see a yeah, you see a path here where he's going like this is this is a team that's gonna make the Super Bowl out of the AFC. They're the only team in the AFC that I know can legitimately stop you. Mm-hmm. They're the only one. Tennessee's the if the front four can get home, I feel the same way about Tennessee. The problem is there's too many good lines left. There's too and there's too many really original play callers. I feel like Brian Dayball probably cemented himself as an NFL head coach on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Because that game plan was phenomenal. And I don't buy Kansas City. I don't. I haven't really? the entire time. I still think a legitimate defense is going to mess with them. Mm-hmm. And until you see one of those, we won't know. That the, the number one thing I got wrong over the weekend, I overvalued the defense for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I thought of what it should be and not what it was. T.J. Watt can get home. Outside of that, there's not a lot to really hang your hat on. Right. Buffalo? Yeah, they have that. I would say Kansas City is still the favorite. I would say, or, or at least in the AFC. I would say if there was a team 
that won the Super Bowl that we saw play this past week, to me, it would still be Kansas City. I get Buffalo was, you know, just lights out against New England, but I, I mean that was a grudge game. It was a grudge game. It, they were they were paying them back. They did oh, and everything. You undervalue possible. how important that is. Oh, absolutely. For Buffalo, and and look, I can speak to this because I'm a fan of a team in the AFC East. The New England Patriots were like the the, the evil presence under the bed, like they were the the scary monster in the closet. You've eradicated that now, right? You have clearly told the AFC we are the best team in this division. We will be for a long time. Mm-hmm. So now you're almost playing with house money. There's no pressure on on Buffalo. If you lose to Kansas City, Kansas City's favorite going into the season. They've been in the AFC title game or into into the Super Bowl two years in a row, mm-hmm. three years in a row. They've been in the AFC title game. Mm-hmm. Tennessee, you're playing with house money, as is uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. The winner of that game goes in with no pressure whatsoever. I just don't think talent for talent, they can beat that Buffalo team. Kansas City, you got a lot of pressure. Yeah. After how you showed up in the Super Bowl last year, all of the commercials, all of the Pat Mahomes, got a lot of pressure on you. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they can do it. Oh, I think they can live up to the pressure. I think that uh, I, that Buffalo Kansas City game, maybe that. When is that game? Six thirty Sunday. Six thirty on Sunday. Maybe that should be the one that we live stream. Could be. It's not going to be snowing then. Could be. At least I hope not. <laughs> According to Jim Cantori, it might just snow for like three solid oh, weeks. No. 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 I don't want to see that at all. Moisture in the air and, and the Gulf Stream and right. I, he talks, and I don't know what any of that means. I just Is it going to snow, yes or no, and preferably come vaguely close on how much it's going to be? How about in the NFC? Did we see a Super Bowl contender play in the NFC this past weekend? Talk about that up next, right here on ESPN Asheville. Here in Beer City, we take homegrown seriously. And since 2012, Wicked Weed Brewing has been pushing the boundaries of the industry. They've not only created staples like the Freak of Nature Double IPA, Lieutenant Dank, and Pernicious, but they also opened the first sour beer tap room on the East Coast. Wicked Weed has also supported our local community to the tune of $1.6 million with the Beers That Build program. Visit one of their four locations, schedule a brewery tour, or place an order for pickup or delivery. WickedWeedBrewing.com. the sportsocracy fire them cannons by golly put more powder in those things ah it's a winning week for tom brady and i know everybody just wants to see tom brady lose in the playoffs you you definitely going to get your shot this weekend as the la rams have to come to town for the uh, divisional playoff game this is one of the weirdest weeks of multiple playoff games i think i've ever seen okay the biggest spread is three and a half this is going to be a tremendous weekend of football. Mm-hmm. And there is nobody that would shock me if they won. Nobody. It wouldn't shock me if Kansas City won. No. It would upset me a lot. Right. And I don't think it's going to happen. But it wouldn't shock me. I think you're right. It, it, either way these games go, you will not be shocked. Uh, I think San Francisco would be the most shocking. That would be the most shocking as much as we've thought Green Bay is the team to beat for them to come out and lose the first playoff game at home. I believe that would that would shock a lot of people. I mean, don't you agree? That would be the most shocking win. Which one? 
San Francisco beating Green Bay in Green Bay. No. I don't even th- I don't even think that's two. Really? No. That's the worst matchup humanly possible for Green Bay. They have struggled with Shanahan since the minute he got to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And it's not been a lack of talent. It's just that there's something about the way that offense runs that right. they don't handle well. Defense kind of has the same perk to mm-hmm. it. As soon as I saw San Francisco beat Dallas, my first thought was, oh, they're going to end up in Green Bay. And poor, poor A.A. Ron may be sitting on the sidelines again. The Los Angeles Rams go down to take on Tampa Bay. You got San Francisco in Green Bay on Saturday night at 8-15. You know, I, I, really don't, I, I really don't believe we saw a champion this weekend from the NFC. I mean, as much as it hurts me to say, you look at look at Tampa Bay, the way that they handled Philadelphia. Okay, well, you handled Philadelphia. C- yeah, congratulations. They're, they're I learned almost nothing from that. Yeah, they're very, they're they're very not good. Mm-hmm. I, this weekend definitively told me. Yeah, I was right about the the seventh team making the playoffs. That is just a great big waste of time. I, it's just a waste right. of time. Right. The, the Pittsburgh and the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Philadelphia Eagles did not belong in this tournament, and it was abundantly clear. The Los Angeles Rams looked incredible last night against the Arizona Cardinals. They were doing all of the things. I mean, OB, OBJ's back to being a, a, a regular playmaker now. Yeah. The past He's just that making he, Baker Mayfield look worse and worse by the minute. Oh, yeah. The pass that he had to Cam Akers was one of the, one of the best plays of the weekend. He had more passing yards than Kyler Murray in the third quarter <laughs> <laughs> that's still my favorite stat of the weekend. that's wild there were four incomplete passes by matthew stafford i think that's the thing i was most impressed about was i was wondering how matthew was going to do with his first playoff start in a while and first first one with a new team he did just fine you yeah. know what 13 of 17 and three of those incompletions were drops yeah he had four in la josh allen had four in four degree weather. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not trying to compare the two. I'm just saying, I, I was, I'm I was 100% shocked. trying to compare the two. I was shocked Stafford did not put his team in a bad situation. That was all left up to Kyler Murray to put his team in bad situations. And now this week, you got to go on the road against a team that they can hurt you if you put it if you put yourself in bad situations. So I'm still on the fence about L.A. I really don't believe that they are a, a Super Bowl contender. I mean, obviously they are because oh, they're do. still left. Oh, I do. You think so? I And I'm going to keep saying this. There is not a team left that would shock me. Cincinnati would probably be the highest. I'm dumbfounded that San Francisco is plus 1,000. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. This could be their path. You beat a Green Bay team that struggled with you forever. A, San Franci- or a uh, Rams team that you has struggled with you forever. Mm-hmm. And then whoever survives out of the AFC. Hey, look, I'm not telling you to go to betus.com. Use promo code SPORTSOCRACY. They'll give you 125% deposit bonus. <laughs> but I'm just saying that plus 1,000 on San Francisco looks very intriguing to mm-hmm. me. And people sleep on them because Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't get the the just desserts that he deserves. No, I would agree. Jimmy's in a, is a borderline elite quarterback in this league. Okay. I mean, he's right down there in that Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr area. And just on the outside elite. of the league that's yeah 11 12 yeah I agree. And i'll be honest with you i'd rather have jimmy garoppolo than all of them problem is he's hurt a lot mm-hmm. but i mean the way that offense runs and the way he functions in it i i heard something over the weekend and i can't stop doing this 
solely because the two offenses are more similar than you think. I cannot get past Jimmy Garoppolo being the next quarterback of the Washington football team and how much I would love that and how bad it's going to hurt me to say nice things about Ron Rivera all offseason long. Mm-hmm. What is it about the, his game that will fit perfectly into that offense? They're both in-cutting uh, offenses. Jimmy Garoppolo throws more in-breaking routes than anybody in the league by a tremendous margin. Mm-hmm. The only team that's even borderline close to San Francisco is Washington. No. And the more I've the more I've sat here and thought about, it, the more I'm going. Yeah, that makes just immortal sense on both sides. Obviously, Pittsburgh's going to be in a hunt too. So Jimmy Garoppolo in that system, you don't like that? It's not that I don't like it. Mike Tomlin basically came out and said every potential way of procurement. I can't get away from Kenny Pickett in in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has been notorious as an organization for they don't do spot fills. If you go back to Tommy Maddox, it's one of the only times they've ever done that. Mm -hmm. And I just, I struggle with that. I know everybody's going to hear what Tomlin said and go, oh, he's done about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, probably. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, if he's available, we'll talk to him. Yeah, and I don't think he will be. I think the more likely is they look at Kenny Pickett and he falls like a rock, which I firmly believe he will. Mock draft Monday start next week, by the way. You think anybody's going to – so let's say, just for, you know – Argument's sake. Just for argument's sake. Let's say that the Green Bay Packers do lose this weekend to the San Francisco 49ers. What do you think that reaction is? Do you think that everybody's going to be, oh, we have to have Aaron back, or do you think that there's going to be a swell of let's just move on? Uh, I mean, there. Well, here's the thing. There are, there's a percentage of people in this world that are stupid – and those people will probably go, yeah, we need to move on from Aaron Rodgers. And they'll probably very quickly throw in his vaccination status behind it. But that's yeah, that's completely <laughs> ironic. I'm not saying one's because of the other. I'm just saying you probably hear both those things. Yeah, you're not no, connecting the dots, but the, the dots connect. The reaction connect. will be exactly the same as you heard with Dak Prescott. Is, is, this, is he as elite as we think he is? Mm-hmm. Is Aaron Rodgers the guy? Yeah, he's the guy. Here you drew a bad matchup. Has Aaron had some less than stellar performances in the playoffs? Yes, he has. I, I, this is one of those times that I don't think it matters how good he is. I don't think it matters how good he is. No. The, the X factor in that game is defensively, can you stop them? And I would argue they're schematically the hardest offense in the NFL to stop. Because mm-hmm. you have the best tight end in the league. To me, yes, I would rather have George Kittle than Travis Kelsey. The only difference is Travis Kelsey, Kelsey is healthy all the time. George Kittle is healthy. Son of the duck. One of the one of the wildest stats uh, that I I never would have thought of uh, because we talk about home field advantage and how much it matters in these playoffs, and especially with Green Bay having home field advantage up there at Lambeau, a tough place to play. In the last twenty years in home playoff games, do you know what the record of the Green Bay Packers is? Not as good as you would think. It's seven and six. Yeah, it's not as good as you would think, and at least two of those losses are to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So San Francisco's got a chance to shake things up. If it if it's not Green Bay, who is the team in the NFC that we saw this weekend that will be coming out of the uh, of the NFC? It's hard for me to bet against Tom. Mm-hmm. But man, there's a lot of things I don't like about that team. It's 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 the Rams for me. Like if I had to bet my money on it, it'd it's, be the Rams. And that's funny because it's San Francisco for me. Really. 
they're hitting that stride of what I saw in them all year. Now, all of this is is contingent on Bosa and Fred Warner. If those two can't play in this game, then forget everything mm-hmm. I have said about San Francisco because it changes everything. Mm-hmm. But, I, man, San Francisco. San Francisco and Buffalo, just their good is so good. The problem is that I've seen a litany of bad. I know it's still there for San Francisco. I just have felt like Buffalo was a, a team of destiny all year long. I'll ask you, before we go into just about outside, yep. I have a trivia question for people in the chat. And somebody may have seen this because this started to trend yesterday. Name the team that has beaten the Dallas Cowboys the most in the playoffs. There are 100 teams tied at four. One team has beaten them five times in the playoffs. Hmm. I would have bet my ability to have fun for the rest of my life it was the San Francisco 49ers. I was going to say Packers. It's not. And it's not the Packers either. Really? Mm-mm. Who is it? I'll pay it off after just okay. a bit outside. All right, let's get just a bit outside. The Sports Tag. Just a bit outside. All right, here's the 411, folks. All right, if you got hit by the uh, snowstorm this weekend, I-, I hope you were prepared for it. I mean, preparation is the key. And if not, you know, not everyone was brought up as an Eagle Scout and has all of the things ready to go. Uh, our chief medical correspondent, Devin, I saw he had all of the things just in case the world ended uh, from the snow this weekend. But we, we all can't be like Devin. I mean, I, I consider myself to be pretty prepared. You know, I've got the uh, the alternative heat source and the extra food just in case we can't get out and things like that. The water built up. I have a cell phone to call people to bring me those things. <laughs> All right, so there's 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 Devin who's always prepared for every every possible situation. There's me who's kind of prepared but still likes to you know fly by the seat of his pants. And then there's Jeremy who's just like, oh, yeah, I'll figure it out as I go. I go full Ivan Drago. If he dies, he dies. I feel like the Kansas City Chiefs their stadium staff falls right into my category of we're going to be prepared but we're not going to be overly prepared they scored so many points this weekend they ran out of fireworks at one point in the game they had to put up on the scoreboard sorry fans we ran out of fireworks we scored too many points we don't have enough uh, enough to get by it's not the first time it's happened either they did it in 2019 in that game against the Texans where they scored 51 points, beat them 51 to 31. I, I'm going to say that y- y'all need to prepare better for this upcoming week. I mean, I get you're playing the Buffalo Bills. And yeah, they I got a pretty th- good defense. I don't defense. think you're going to run out of fireworks this week. I don't see you hanging half a hundy on Buffalo. I don't know. Is there not a path where this team, this this game could be in the 40s for both of them? No. No, you don't think it, so? It's going to be cold. It's going to be gross, and I'm going to love it. And it's going to last you the rest of your life. That was a <laughs> I felt a groundhog reference coming there. Kansas City Chiefs, second time in the playoffs that they have run out of fireworks at their home stadium. Will they be prepared for this week? Jeremy says it's not going to be a problem, so I guess I guess, yeah, I guess it'll be fine. I just feel like you need to have you need to have extra Pat Mahomes packages just set aside just in case. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Seahawks receiver Tyler Lockett, he, he wasn't playing this weekend. No. But he said something during the Cowboys 49ers game that got Twitter just asunder. 
Tony Romo has shown himself to be a very good color commentator. I would argue the best. The best in the game. And one of the things that he is so good at is calling out exactly what a def- what an offense is getting ready to do. Yes. Well, Tyler Lockett had a he had an idea. Maybe Tony's in the wrong booth. On Twitter, he posted the way Tony Romo called that third down play, he might need to be a defensive coordinator. I think quarterbacks would be great at breaking down offenses for defenses. Mm-hmm. That is one of the weirdest things I've ever heard somebody say out loud, and I saw it and read it and went, well, that's dumb. Uh, why would he possibly do that? And I thought about it. I went, you, you know, there's a point to that. Raheem Morris just did that same thing with the Rams. He's not been a defensive guy his entire career. He's Raheem Morris has done virtually everything. But it's just an interesting thought. I saw it. I've always said I think Tony Romo would be an elite coach in the NFL. Now the problem is you're not going to come up with enough uh, enough shekels to pay him. No, because CBS is doing quite a good job. Of and what's it, what, what did he sign at like a hundred and fifty million dollar contract or he, something like he that? He makes about a million dollars a game. Yeah, that's the, the the final breakdown. Yeah, don't really see an NFL team doing that, and he's never shown a real proclivity to want to do that. Mm-mm. That's an interesting thought. It is an interesting thought. However, he does make more money than he's ever going to as a defensive coordinator in this league. And why would you ever take on that type of responsibility? Oh, I, there's no and, shot. I'm doing it right. And that and 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 that little life expectancy. There is the reason I tell that story is to tell another. Okay, there is a. We'll say there's a swell that there are a couple coaches in the NFL that may look to get out of coaching and get into broadcasting. Mm-hmm as early as this offseason one of them is new orleans saints head coach sean payton really i think he would be a good analyst and the money's getting so stupid Mm -hmm. with the amazon deal coming in and now you've got more places to land i get it the other one is rams head coach sean mcveigh that baffles me why would you do that it sounds so stupid of course until you think about what would that number be? Sean McVay would be the greatest play-by-play guy in the history of football. Maybe. There's no maybe to it. He's charismatic. He's He knows this game backwards and forwards. He looks at it in a different way. He would be unbelievable. But then it comes into, is your consp- competitive spirit too much? To, or are you like me and you like money? Mm-hmm. I mean, he has long been prepared to John Gruden, or he who should not be named, I guess. We, we don't talk about him anymore, but you think no, he, would he would be better be than be, Gruden? He would be a better commentator than Gruden. Oh, man. He would be unbelievably good. I think he would That's be a, a younger, higher-energy version of Tony Romo. Yeah. Where he just says things and go, how did you know that? Well, because he sees this game differently than you do. That's a pretty pretty high bar, pretty large expectations for for Sean McVay. There was a third one in this media report, and it makes infinitely more sense, and it's okay. Pete Carroll. Okay, I could see if that. If I'm Pete Carroll, I, oh, you gotta, my, my phone is on. You call me, get me away from this dumpster fire that is what's happening in Seattle right now with Russell Wilson talking about seeing his options. But would it be entertaining? That's the question. Pete Carroll? Would Pete Carroll be entertaining? Oh, yeah. Oh, Pete Carroll would be fantastic. Pete Carroll's a really charismatic guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see Pete Carroll and you forget that he's 70 years old. And then you get away from the stress of the game. 
when I first read it, I thought that's one of the dumbest things I've ever read. And I started to think about it. I've said this with college. College coaches are going to look to get to the NFL mm-hmm. because of the stress around recruiting and the transfer portal. And I started thinking about it going, you know, now the money is better in the booth if you're one of these high-level guys. And could Amazon or, or whoever else would come off the money come off enough to go get one of these guys? It's not as stupid as it sounds. No. And there are heavy hitters that apparently really believe this is going to happen. Speaking of heavy hitters, uh, Jeremy and I could be put into that category. We're pretty heavy hitters, big old guys, but we're trying to take care of that with PhD weight loss. We have uh, we are now in our eighth week on the PhD weight loss program. We go in for our weigh in tomorrow with the folks at PhD, and I've been thrilled with the results so far. Twenty four pounds in seven weeks is a pretty good clip. And Dr. Ashley Lucas has got me jazzed up thinking that I can reach a weight that I have not reached since uh, adulthood. Let's just put it that way. We have a combined weight loss goal of 200 pounds. Jeremy is absolutely, you're, you're crazy about the fact that they put the food right in front of you. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm big into convenience. That's how I got into the position that I'm in. I ate the most convenient thing. Well, that this plan takes all of that away because the food's right here and it's actually good for you. They will supply you with 80% of the food that you need to have success on this program. They'll teach you how to uh, put only good things into your body, eating a lot of salads. we got all of our uh, fine soups and, 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 and all of the things. they got sweet treats for you as well. Just give them a call over at uh, PhD Weight Loss. Hook, them, hook up with them for your initial consultation today. Go to myphdweightloss.com myphdweightloss.com jeremy i mean i mean are, how many people are late to the jared allen or, or the, excuse me the josh oh, allen party nobody's late to the jared allen how many people are late to the josh allen party here i think it's uh, entirely too many i look at josh allen now and you're going to tell me i'm absolutely crazy for what i'm going to say okay if you tell me over the next three years, mm-hmm. is there a quarterback in the NFL I want more than Josh Allen? My answer is no. They're not one. Not one. I'd rather have him than Mahomes because he can. he's built so thick that some of the best games I've seen him play have been in cold weather. Mm-hmm. He's built for this. And as a Jets fan, I sit around and go, we could have had him. Well, that would have been fun. That would have been fun if my favorite quarterback could have played for my favorite team. But no, we right. had to draft Sam Darnold. So you would take a guy who we haven't seen make it to the mountaintop yet. He is the perfect blend of what I would want in a franchise quarterback. Okay. And for me, the discrepancy with in Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes, and this is going to sound stupid too, but I really believe this. The discrepancy with Josh Allen, he didn't have an annoying brother. <laughs> His wife's not constantly on Twitter undermining the staff or the fans or the, Right. There's not a quarterback I'd rather have in the NFL. Franchise quarterback. Next three years, there's not one I'd rather have than Josh Allen. The good is unbelievably good. Mm-hmm. And is there bad? Sure. But I think he's got the biggest arm in the NFL. He just showed that he can go up against an elite defensive play caller. Mm-hmm. A good, talented defense. And cut them like Wagyu steak. You knew what was happening on virtually every play. Didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter. The touchdown to, no- to Dawson Knox is an otherworldly type of throw. Nobody in that building could have caught that but him. All right. 
I don't see Patrick Mahomes going anywhere. I would oh, love to have Patrick Mahomes. I would too. Yeah. If you told me I could have anybody, I'll take Josh Allen. It'll be Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Mahomes would be. This too. has nothing to do with the contract or anything like that. Or are you factoring no, all that they're in? Both, I mean, that factors in, but they're both forty million dollar plus guys. Mm-hmm. And I just don't care. I look at very rarely do I look at quarterbacks and go, "You're not going to regret that deal." You're not going to regret that with Josh Allen. You're not going to regret it with Pat Mahomes. By the end of this, as stupid as what I'm getting ready to say is going to sound, mm-hmm. they'll both be values. Dak Prescott is right there with the two of them. Who would you rather have? The man's not even close. Oh, I He's would, not even in the ballpark. Nah, I, I, I don't know. I, I struggle with this. Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, they can, they can both do so many great things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I believe Allen is more of a threat running the ball. He absolutely is. But Patrick just does so many flashy things. He does, but the problem with that is that it's much – that doesn't necessarily play for the long term. Because I feel like people are already kind of figuring it out with Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. You can't just spit in the face of the position for this long and it not eventually catch you. And I think it's going to catch him this weekend. Because I'm looking at, at Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott going, this is a kid that throws off balance almost all the time. Mm-hmm. Different arm angles and all these things. And, and it's adorable that you can do that. I feel like you can game plan against that. There's no close-up magic with Josh Allen. He snaps it, and he's going to throw it through you. Oh, you're there? Adorable. Catch this. And he's just got a 90-mile-an-hour fastball that there is nothing you can do. Right. And you paired him with Stefan Diggs, and as long as those those two are together, they are really difficult to stop. Plus, there's just something about – there's something about the – and this is what's kind of intoxicated me about Buffalo. And I understand this is a, a franchise that had all the Super Bowl losses. This is the most hope they've ever had. I get it. There is an energizing of the fan base in Buffalo that I've never seen before. I mean, I've seen bad team, but historically bad franchises get really excited for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it be universal. Even Cleveland that gets into the playoffs, and you would think, oh, you're here. You all should be excited. There was 40% of the fan base going, this is not sustainable. Right. Buffalo is 100%. There is not a Buffalo Bill fan that does not love Josh Allen. If they, are, if they exist, I have yet to see them. Well, now. I mean, he turned the corner after after the first two years. He wasn't very... It was the first it, year. Yeah, it wasn't very dogmatic about him. Yeah, it was the first year, and there was a lot of good in that first year, too. Mm-hmm. The difference was he didn't have Stefan Diggs. You give elite quarterbacks elite weapons, and it is shocking how good they become. And every, just the synergy of everything going on. I look at Pat Mahomes and go, you have Travis Kelsey and you have Tyreek Hill. When your contract kicks in, you're going to have to choose one or the other because mm-hmm. you don't have the money. Or your defense is going to be the same sieve that it was two years ago. Right. With Allen, it doesn't matter. You go get Dawson Knox, who looks like he should be working on a dock somewhere, and he becomes a a high-end top eight in the NFL tight end. Cole Beasley is one of the best slot receivers in the NFL. Doesn't matter who's on the other side. Gabriel Davis or Emmanuel Sanders, Isaiah McKenzie. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. You ever notice that if you take away Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey, you can almost directly tell how close that game's going to be? Yeah. You can take anybody away from Josh Allen. It doesn't matter. 
Doesn't matter. You take Stefan Diggs off the field. You, you can don't go think back he's gonna and look at some of points. the worst games that that Diggs has had with Buffalo. Buffalo still won like seventy five percent of them. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, they've lost some of his biggest games, but I, I can't explain that, <laughs> okay. so I don't really know what to say there. Okay, that's the thing with Allen. It's just a differentiator to me. It doesn't matter who he throws to. I, look, I liked Gabriel Davis coming out. He's been unguardable for a month. But if you play fantasy football and somehow manage to play it through the first round of the playoffs, he's one of the highest scoring receivers in the league over the last month. He's not that good. He's on the opposite side of Stephon Diggs. And just everything works. And there's not many quarterbacks I've ever seen do that. I've seen Tom Brady do that. I've seen Dan Marino do that. I've seen John Elway do that. And now I've seen Josh Allen do that. Even Peyton Manning had Marvin Harrison and uh, Reggie Wayne and Demarius Thomas. It doesn't really matter. That second receiver is completely irrelevant. They're still going to be good. And for me, that's exactly what I want my quarterback. I can find ways to take late-round gems and turn them into high-level NFL players. At the beginning of the season, we did a top 40 quarterbacks list here in the sportsocracy and – I had Josh Allen at two. You can't get much better than that. I'm still Mm-mm. not putting him above Patrick Mahomes, but I can't really disagree with what you're saying. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for Patrick Mahomes to keep up this level that he's had. I mean, three straight trips to the AFC Championship game, two straight trips to a Super Bowl. I don't know that we'll ever see anybody get back to to that kind of level. I mean, especially in the first three years of your career. That's unheard of. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is you got Andy Reid. I got Brian Dable, <laughs> of which I like Brian Dable. I don't like him that much. And Sean McDermott. You don't like who Sean Who does McDermott nothing either. with the offense. Right. I'm talking about who's court, who, who is oh, calling yeah, the yeah. offense. Yeah. You got Andy Reid. I got a guy that's been fired by every team in the division. <laughs> Except for one. He never worked for Miami, did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, he did? Yeah, we actually found out that he had worked for Miami. He didn't get fired there, though. He took another job. Uh, he did get fired by uh, the Jets and then left to take another job to keep from getting fired in New England. Okay. All right. I mean, I still have, uh, you know, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. I, th- I feel like they took uh, they took steps this year to get to the top of that list. but Joe Burrow would be my three. Yeah. Joe Burrow would be my three. Yeah, I think I would agree with you on that one. Uh, which makes him, you know, it makes that Cincinnati team a threat. First playoff win since the 1991 playoffs this past weekend. And they're going to try to keep it going. They got to go on the road to Tennessee this weekend to get it done, though. We'll talk more about that, obviously, as the week progresses here in the Sportocracy, ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy. Jeremy is ready to make you some more money. He's got five on it. How's uh, how's the bankroll look now? Uh, thankfully, Illinois saved me from absolute catastrophe on Friday, thanks to Zach Levine. And still one of the most annoying over-unders I've ever seen hit in my life. But tonight is a big night 
because I got 50 on it twice, and I got 100 on it once. Ooh. First one, the Kansas Jayhawks traveled to Norman to take on Oklahoma. They're only a three-and-a-half-point favorite. This line is stupid. Oklahoma's not very good. They're better than we thought they would be. But Kansas, this is a rivalry game. This is one of the only teams that can really contend with them in the Big 12. Kansas is not just going to beat them. Kansas is going to try to make a statement in their house. Give me, I got 50 on it. Kansas minus three and a half. I got 50 on it. Minnesota in the money line tonight at New York. I'm not messing with points. All right. Minnesota, this is not a historically great team. This is a young team, but they are way better than the Knicks. This is on the road, which is why it's only minus 155. I feel like if this was in Minnesota, this would have moved into the 200s because they are clearly clearly to me the better team i got 50 on it minnesota timberwolves in the money line tonight at the new york knicks and finally i got a hundred on it when i got a hundred on it that tells you i'm not just thinking this is going to happen i am prack near positive of it the duke blue devils travel to tallahassee to take on my florida state seminoles florida state's good at home mm-hmm I'm, I'm trying to think of nice things to say here because this team has been horrendously disappointing. They should have lost to Miami at home. They could have lost to Syracuse over the weekend, who's not good at all. I'm not going to sit here and tell you Florida State's not one of the four best teams in the ACC. I will tell you there is a chasm between Duke and everybody else in the ACC that makes the Grand Canyon look tiny. Duke's the best team in this conference by a mile. I set this at Duke minus 13 before I saw the number. This line is dumb. Duke's deeper. Duke's faster. Duke's better offensively. Yes, I know Florida State's good at home. It doesn't matter. I got 100 on it. Duke minus the five tonight at my Florida State Seminoles. And you know that's got to be that's got to be a confident pick if you're doing it against your own team. Well, because this is a revisionist history thing. One of the things that gamblers do is they look at how good a team has been. What they don't realize is that the big detriment of Florida State is that everybody's gone. Mm-hmm. You're down to Anthony Polite, Caleb Mills, who has been otherworldly. The problem is there's not anybody else you can count on. And so you get if this team were to get into foul trouble, Duke could beat them by 30. If they had to get into the Wyatt Wilkes's of the world, this could get ugly in a hurry because he would struggle to defend the cup I'm drinking out of right now. That is the most confident pick I have given, and it's against my own team. Yep. We are down to the final four in the NFL. We got Cincinnati, Tennessee, San Francisco, Green Bay on Saturday, Los Angeles at Tampa on Sunday, and the night capper on Sunday is the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. Who's going to step up? What injuries are going to play the biggest role for the teams that are trying to make a run here to Super Bowl 56? out in california we'll have all the coverage right here in the sportsocracy throughout the week unfortunately we will not have a uh, a uh, uncensored third web only hour for you today like we normally do that'll be back tomorrow because yep. it's going to be 52 and the potential ice rink in the playoff wouldn't or in the parking lot wouldn't potentially keep us from getting home <laughs> we definitely got one out there right now so uh hoping to get home before it or get out of here before it refreezes everybody be safe everybody have a great one we'll see you right back here tomorrow at three here on ESPN Asheville.